0: This is the On The Touchline Podcast. We're your host, Jason Broadwater and Aaron Rogers. Welcome to the show. So this is a special uh, edition of the On The Touchline Podcast. And in this episode, Aaron and I are actually going to just ask each other random questions because something that we've talked about fairly recently and on a semi-regular basis is uh, the audience getting to know us not only as coaches, but as people. And they forget that. It always reminds me, Aaron, of when you would bump into your elementary school teacher at the grocery store or in like a social situation as a kid that, um you, <laughs> at least for me, I always thought that they were only a teacher, right that they never did anything outside of teaching. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a what a sheltered and in, in small world I lived in, uh, you know as a kid. So um, if you could s- describe yourself in only three words, what would they be?
1: in three words, um, gosh, probably uh, family, soccer and soccer <laughs> I mean I, I mean honestly I think the the things that that are important to me and in my life I mean I guess probably i probably say faith family and soccer in in um in in those are the things that that kind of drive me and have molded me over over my lifetime for sure
0: how do you drink your coffee?
1: How do I drink my coffee with uh, cream and Splenda? Okay. And what about you? <clears throat> uh,
0: I'm a cream uh, guy. No, no sugar, no Splenda, uh, just cream. Um, French vanilla, preferably. But uh, I'll, I'll, I'll use just regular old cream or milk or whatever. So. I'm I'm
1: pretty particular. Half and half, preferably. And natural Splenda. Okay. Okay. And I do have a unfortunate Starbucks addiction because there's one right up the hill from uh, our office here in Athens. And I take a grande latte, one Splenda.
0: Um, What kind of things really make you laugh?
1: Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I think sarcasm makes me laugh. I think that's, you know, one of the things this is, this is really kind of, I don't know, personal, not really personal. It was kind of silly, really. The one thing that makes me laugh right now is um, the bar stool sports guy and his and his uh, one bite pizza reviews. <laughs> his name, right, yeah. D- David Portnoy, or yep, yep. he just his sarcasm and his and his just goofy comments that he makes um, about reviewing the pizza. It it cracks me up. I don't know if it's very simplistic humor or whatever it is, but it's it it just makes me laugh. I, that's just kind of my thing. Like I'll. I'll watch two or three of his 4-minute little clips every day and just the comments that he makes to people that pass by and chirp at him as he likes to say or mm-hmm. the comments that he makes about the pizzas or the the places or the people that he has guest or random strangers that come up during the film filming it just it's, it's funny I, I I that's what I th- I I try I Interesting. I do like the Simpsons. I think the Simpsons are funny. I love that type of humor that you actually have to kind of think about Mm -hmm. and, and, and you have to be, I think, socially aware, um, and also, also historically aware of certain, um, instances that have happened or, or things historically that have happened that they could draw some, satire on or Mm -hmm. um, some sarcasm about something lampooning something
0: right right Uh, well I I would say I'm in agreement with you that sarcasm to me um, will always be funny and I had an an instance uh, recently where someone I mean they they took me for a ride in their story and what they were telling me and the guy actually broke down when he was telling me the story and can't really repeat the story it's uh you know a little more than pg-13 but um at the end of this story i actually thanked him for being so funny and keeping a straight face the whole time he did it i mean i i went right along with it the whole time and um yeah that's a that's a story for another day Uh, (laughs) probably an (laughs) in-person meetup but um So this one's going to sound ridiculous and my wife and I were probably on the same page here and this isn't to, to poke fun at anyone in particular, but anybody, any, any clip I've ever seen on YouTube or in a movie of like actual physical comedy where people are falling down and if it's, they're slipping on something, if they're, I mean, whatever it might be, that's always been funny to me and that's probably my childhood talking or something. But, um, I don't know why that makes me laugh, but yeah.
1: Well, I, I, sometimes, I don't know if you've seen, uh, Rob Deerdeck his show. Yes. Ridiculousness. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those unfortunate circumstances that some of these people find themselves in, um, or their, their actions, they are some cringeworthy, uh, humorous.
0: Yeah. Um, what was your hometown like where you grew up?
1: Mm, pretty, pretty suburban, Grapevine, Texas, right in the middle of of Dallas and Fort Worth. And um, I think if you go there now, I haven't been back in, gosh, probably fourteen, thirteen, fourteen years, and it 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 was somewhat indistinguishable um from when i grew up and i can imagine now even 13 14 years later it's even it's changed even more but uh, fairly fairly suburban um nothing pretty run-of-the-mill nothing nothing too crazy um you know how how big is grapevine gosh i mean a lot bigger now i mean i think when i when i went to school there we had one high school and i think we had 500 in the class okay good size i mean i mean so i guess maybe close to 2,000 students in the school from 9th to 12th grade and then um now there's a couple of high schools in the area and um so totally totally grown and, and and multiplied but uh yeah i don't you know nothing nothing too crazy i mean um just the the metroplex area the dallas fort worth metroplex area is, is even at the time growing up in the 80s and and then going to college there in the early 90s i mean i think it was just one continuous metropolitan area i mean driving from one side of the east side of dallas to the complete west side of fort worth you could drive and think you're still in a city mm-hmm. or a or a community or a town or uh i mean a metroplex area as they call it so mm-hmm. no it was pretty pretty safe and generic probably
0: yeah yeah so the the town i grew up in was actually a one stoplight town oh um, wow so we only had maybe a few hundred people um i don't know if it was in thousands but it was the type of place so that that was the town that my dad grew up in. And uh he, you know, I don't know if we officially ever had a mayor of the town, but he was sort of like the mayor because he knew everybody. And by being his son and by default, I knew a lot of people through him. Um, but you know, it's funny, my, my wife and I talk about this now that I actually wonder, you know, like how and why did i grow up there you know and obviously I, I know that my parents picked that place to to live but it does not fit me <laughs> really at all um i prefer to be around a little bit more uh, you know urban type of environment or city environment or whatever even just a bigger town uh, is a good starting place so um yeah uh, no disrespect to to a super rural or anything like that but it's just not, you know, sort of my preferred, um, you know, place to live or whatever. Don't know if I'd want to live necessarily in a city, you know, like New York or Chicago or LA or something like that, but, you know, somewhere probably in the middle and maybe that's what we have now. We're, you know, we're in the suburbs now, so um, that works just fine. So,
1: yeah, I think one of the, you, you kind of reminded me of, of what you were saying about being in a somewhat rural area, and I was talking to somebody about this recently. Grapevine, when I was growing up, was at the. It was a a very rural farming slash ranch area. I mean, we mm. actually had a a a FFA barn on our campus. Mm. So in the back of the parking lot was a a barn or a stable or whatever you want to consider it with horses and cows and everything in there. Um, because it, it was the time, I believe, that as Dallas and Fort Worth were really just growing and growing and kind of connecting together, Grapevine was caught in the middle of that. And so when I was growing up, I think um, there were, it was that combination of still being a rural community with this kind of suburbia mm-hmm. coming in and and infiltrating that that land in that area
0: yeah your favorite movie of all time
1: I mean victory has to be I mean, <laughs> I mean who doesn't love Sylvester Stallone as the goalkeeper and Michael Kane as the captain of the team and all those wonderful international players of the of the 70s and well 60s and 70s with Ardiles and Pele and John Wark and oh gosh all the other phenomenal oh Bobby Moore all the great players that were actually in that movie at that time and then and then one of the great American NASL players of the time um, I believe it was Werner Roth if I'm not as I'm just shooting off the cuff here, pretty sure that was who it was. It was a great american n a s l player at the time. He actually played on the german team and if you ever seen the movie victory
0: uh so i I'm going to uh plead ignorance here and um i have never seen victory well so people you can better go you know, see yell it. yell at their radios yell at their phone <laughs> whatever no, go, what is he doing? <laughs> well, you need to
1: see, yeah, that that's who it is. Yeah, Werner Roth. You, you gotta watch it. I mean, you know, I think if you if you watch it right now, um, and yeah, Werner Roth actually played 15 times for the U.S. national team, even though he was born in Yugoslavia. Um, but yeah, he was he was the German captain Baumann in the 1981 movie Victory. Titled "Escape to Victory," in in the European release of the movie, um, but but yeah, it, 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 as today's standards go, it's probably a pretty goofy movie. Um, but um, I, I gosh, I think it was just me as a kid growing up and being so passionate about soccer, and, and the movie came out in 1981, I think, and um, that was when I really started to to love love the game. And, and then continuing to watch it. I just fell in love with that movie, and I own it on VHS and DVD.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Better hope that that uh, VHS, uh, you know, version <laughs> still still actually is able to play.
1: <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a VCR, so I don't know what I would play it on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- the times we live in. Um, my favorite movie is uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and. I wanted to be him in the worst way growing (laughs) up as a kid. I say that because um, my parents would joke with me. So there were a number of times where I was not sick, but I acted like I was sick. So I didn't have to go to school. And it wasn't because of... um, you know, a poor experience at school or anything or whatever. I, I just didn't want to go. I just wanted to stay home. <laughs> and, you know, if it was play video games or whatever I did, um, it was just to to miss school for the day. It, it worked a few times. Um, but the, you know, at the time, the sophistication that he operated under, you know, to pull off what he did, um, you know, I, like I said, I wanted to be him growing up. I thought he was so damn cool. So.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, what a every kid's fantasy to be able to 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 pull off all those pranks and yeah. and do all those things. That's uh, yeah, that's a good. I haven't. I, I've seen it a few times, but um, definitely not not uh, not an expert on Ferris uh, Mueller's day off.
0: <laughs> if you had a time machine. Would you go back in time or would you go to the future?
1: Gosh, I'd probably go back in time. I don't know. I think sometimes I, who knows? I I think I look back at the times in the, in the twenties and thirties maybe, or the fifties, sixties and think how different it was than it is today. And, what it would be like, maybe even the seventies, you know, as Mm -hmm. who, you know, our lives are so different now because of social media and because of cell phones and because of, of, of all those, the technology that's connected people, but is also, I mean, there's, there's so much good that's come from being so connected, but also um, so many unintended consequences that, that cause people, anxiety and cause people depression and frustration and, and and I think you know maybe going back to those times where it, it wasn't uh wasn't so um uh gosh in your face 24 7 life you know but I know I I think I saw I've seen a meme and I don't even know if it's a real meme but of a of a train car and today and everybody's on their phone and then it shows a train car in 1960 and everybody's holding up a newspaper reading the newspaper so are they connecting any more than people are today I don't even know if that's a true meme but I mean I could see that happening but yeah yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see what life was like then
0: I'm with you I I think going back to the past would be you know, interesting. And, and I say that if I had the opportunity to go to, I guess, historical events, and maybe they would be, you know, sports related or soccer related or whatever, you know, to, to go to a World Cup, um, you know, uh, to watch Pele play, to watch uh, whatever it might be. Um, I don't know. I, I think that would be really exciting. But every generation has their own stuff uh when you're working out what do you listen to
1: i just run and i don't really i don't listen to anything when i run i just i just go and
0: are you a human being
1: (laughs) no i i i think a lot when i run i think that's kind of a um it's kind of just a time that i um just gather my thoughts and think about things and and but when i do when it's warmer outside i do like to ride my bike and when i do ride my bike i listen because i'm going for longer okay so um i will listen to podcasts usually Get yeah i mean sometimes music just different um playlists that um that i have most of it's all Old stuff, um, you know, from seventies, eighties, nineties music. I mean, nothing. I'm pretty, pretty basic. I don't really listen to too much contemporary stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't really have a contemporary artist. I like Michael Bublé. He's good. He's a contemporary artist. I do like
0: him. I was going to say Cardi B or Nick No, <laughs> <Nicki> <laughs> I don't no, I don't.
1: no, I don't. But I, I like. Um, yeah. I'm getting, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting old. I like, I like classic country music. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> pretty weak. I know, but I like it. I mean, it's kind of what I grew up with. Never was a huge country fan.
0: So we're I, talking like Johnny Cash?
1: Sure. Or, or I do like Johnny Cash. I mean, I have him in, in, in my, uh, in my playlist, but um, even, even things like music from the eighties, country music from like George Jones seventies, eighties, um, nineties, even like uh, Garth Brooks and Clint black and mm-hmm. Alan Jackson and George straight. Um, gosh, just those, those kind of, that kind of country music, but then even going back like George Jones, um, who else is a, um, Oh jeez, Like, um, uh, Tan, you took Merle, Merle Haggard, yeah.
0: Yeah. Merle Haggard, those, those kind of guys. Okay. Um, so I'm a, uh, an alternative rock guy. Um, and probably have always been. Um, I love music. But if I'm out for a run or working out, I don't always listen to music. Uh, it, it's one of the, you know, it depends on the mood of the day. But it, it's actually a, usually a podcast of some sort. So I try to use that time to always, you know, it's kind of like a personal development time of uh, learn about something I don't know or, you know, whatever it might be. And it's similar to time in the in the car that if I'm going somewhere, that I use that to, you know, try and learn about something I don't know. But my, you know, if I'm looking at my phone right now and looking at the um the list of podcasts that I've listened to, I listen to, people are gonna laugh at this <laughs> because. It's pretty wide-ranging, so it's anything from um, the NPR Politics podcast, uh, the New York Times Daily, um, our friend and my friend, uh, John Peronich and 343 podcast. Um, I got stuff from Sky Sports in England, Um, my all-time favorite podcast that I listen to on a daily basis just because it was probably the first one was um is tony kornheiser from from pti um he's one of my all-time favorites uh the soccer chat guys um (laughs) and then here's here's the part where everybody goes whoa this dude's got a dark side (laughs) i aaron i love a good true crime podcast (laughs) um i'm not gonna lie like there's a few i'm looking through what i got you know kind of my rolodex here uh, yeah, there's a few that I like. Um, so and the ones that are good at you know telling a story and, and whatever, but the one I've been listening to lately, um, it's called Your Own Backyard, it's about Kristen Smart, um, out in California. So, hmm. yeah, so uh, I have no idea where that comes from, that's just like you know netflix curiosity i guess you could say yeah yeah i i listen to
1: um xm radio a lot yeah so in the car on the app i mean i like serious um what is it like serious fc or x X, whatever the soccer channel is i listen to that one religiously um i listen to um prime country i listen to that's my my presets are 70s 80s 90s serious fc xm or whatever it is prime country um i do listen to um the alternative the uh the the new wave yeah um station like the 70s and 80s like the Smiths and the Cure and mm-hmm. you know what's that one called? Um, God, I can see it in my head. Anyways, I listen to that one. Um, I have to admit, um, Patriot Radio is is on there. I mean, that's my that's my talk radio one. Um, and uh, and so yeah, that those are my presets on on my XM radio, and that's what I, that's
0: what I listen to a lot. Last concert that you went to. While we're talking about music,
1: yeah, not a big concert goer. Uh, yeah, I did go to John Mayer, but this is going back a long time Uh, 14, 15 years. I went to John Mayer, and um, Maroon 5 opened up for him. Wow, so it was yeah it was before it was before uh, Mar- I was right when Maroon 5 was starting to become famous you need to get out and that was yeah I just I'm not really I mean I enjoy music I listen to music but I don't it's not something that I that I seek out you know I would go to a Michael Buble concert 100% for sure mm-hmm. I do like him as an entertainer um my gosh yeah I, yeah, I haven't really not that I can remember.
0: Okay. So So uh, mine, that is a, um, besides soccer, my son and I sort of share this passion for music and um, we went to a show a week or so ago and it's a band that he introduced me to. Um, So it's a, you know, more contemporary band. Um, Their name's AJR and uh, they're fantastic. We had a blast. Um, It was at a smaller venue uh, here in Pittsburgh and, you know, about 4,000, 4,500 people there, and it was awesome. We we had so much fun. I saw the Instagram
1: pictures of the concert, or the Instagram videos as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was good. I, I felt a little out of place because it definitely skewed uh, a whole lot younger than myself.
1: But, uh, <laughs> you, you, know. you raised the average age up quite a bit.
0: I did, I did, you know. <laughs> well, I, I wasn't, the, the guy in front of me made me laugh. So it was a family of four you know, mom, dad, and two, two boys. And the dad stood up right when the, you know, when they came out and then he quickly sat down and did not get up the rest of the concert. I think that's what I would
1: do to be honest.
0: Yeah. I, I was dancing, man. I, I was having fun. It was good.
1: <laughs> I can, does, do comedians count as concerts? Yeah, sure. Cause I saw Jim Gaffigan.
0: Okay. That's a good one. He
1: came to campus here at OU that's a good one yeah he was funny yeah he was just it was I mean Athens is such a small town I mean we we can it's easy to get anywhere so he came and he's pretty I guess a national headliner yeah and I thought I might as well go and he was funny I I enjoyed it I was entertained
0: would you consider yourself superstitious (sighs) not really I mean I
1: gosh I say that and and assistant coaches or players that I've coached or worked with they probably might say something different but um I, not not tremendously I mean I maybe if we did a certain training session and we played really well the next day or that week or whatever maybe I would say well let's try that that routine again um but uh not no not tremendously superstitious i don't if 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 it is it only happens until it doesn't happen <laughs> i only do it until it stops working and then i'm on to something else so okay. no nothing nothing uh nothing long term no not at all
0: i'm uh i'm pretty pretty superstitious um in terms of having the same routine before every match um, in, you know, not for training sessions, but for matches. And, uh, I usually like to wear the same thing, um, good or bad, you know, um, and I have to get there early. Like we, we can't, you know, I've had this a couple of times in the fall season. Um, we were showing up far later than I was comfortable with for games. And I just felt like we don't have time for a good warm up. It just felt like, okay, this is the tip of the iceberg. everything's gonna be crappy from here on out, and not all the time, but a good amount of the time um, you know uh, yeah, it didn't turn out the way we wanted to, so yeah Joe, um, I, t-
1: I could tell you talk about warm up I have been I've given up on watching a warm up and judging if the team is gonna play well. Because there've been so many times where I've watched a warm up and I'm like, Man, we're on fire, we're clicking, we're we're really on point, and then we play and get out there and we play terrible. And then right. I've seen warm ups where it's look, nothing works. People are don't look like they're fired up, they don't look like they're they're um engaged and then we go out and play really well. So I I know it's hard when you it's hard when you watch warm ups to think um, gosh, you know, to read into it too much. And, um, you know, I've seen it go both ways. So I just kind of like, well, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also seen things recently, and this is what I would love. I, I want to do more research on this. What is the optimum amount of time for mm. a pregame warmup? And mm-hmm. what are the specific activities? Because I... I wa- I when we warm up I do some things during our warm up but a lot of the time I spend watching other teams warm up. Right. And and mm-hmm. I just out of curiosity cuz I don't really know if you could figure out anything about how they're going to play or whatever, you know, I just what are they doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And you see so many different warm ups from a 15 minute warm up like literally getting there kicking the ball around a little bit. Stretching, you know, obviously activating yourself and then playing. And then you see other people that'll play like a full 8v8 across the field. Yep. And I'm like, what is this? Then you see people smashing long balls and then you see people just long lines of shoot, you know, whatever it is. I I watch it and I think, what is the optimum amount of time to activate properly and not spend too much? Uh, the physical side and what are the right activities to do as well. So th- I want to do more research on that. Um, I think that's something that I'm, I'm fascinated with in the short term for sure.
0: I think that's a a great question for the listening audience. And they can uh, hit at, uh, Aaron and I up on Twitter for that one because I'm genuinely curious myself. So you can find Aaron at Ohio Soccer Coach and you can find me at Soccer Coach JB. Tell us how much time you actually spend with your warm-up. And for me, I think if I'm answering that question, it's probably in the 35 to 45 minute range, but it's encompassing a few different things, right? So there's probably some dynamic stretching. We might be doing a rondo or something like that obviously we're trying to get our goalkeeper warmed up. Um, you know, but I, I same thing here. And I, I've been a part of environments where, you know, I've seen people playing, <laughs> you know, virtually the, you know, the half of the field that they have, I've seen that. I've seen people condense that down and do more of like a small sided game sort of thing. Um, I've seen line drill after line drill. I don't know. You know, I, I don't know what the answer is. And yeah, yep. we're we're at
1: about thirty-two minutes. Yeah. So for a collegiate game, we're at about thirty-two minutes, and we we encompass a lot of different things. Active, dynamic warm up, change of speed, increasing speed. Um, we have some technical small group technical work. We split off with some functional work for the backs, some functional work for the midfield attacking players. Um, We do play 5v5 in a small – we've gone back and forth from being 5v5 non-directional, 5v5 directional, um, and then some crossing, some finishing, and then a few long balls for uh, the players that would typically serve a ball over – 20 right. yards. Um, and then, you know, and that's it. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's right. I've been doing it for a long time, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we can make it shorter, if we can, you know, uh, make it more efficient. Who knows?
0: So, uh, a few more questions before we wrap up. Uh, your go to meal can be anything
1: (laughs) my go-to meal um i'm pretty basic when it comes to food i like a lot of different foods um i love mexican probably i'd probably say some tacos some chips and salsa some chips and queso Um, i think if that was if i had to pick one type of food Uh, I would probably go, probably go Mexican nachos and I do love French fries.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any particular kind? Um, Are you a French fries? Waffle waffle fry guy?
1: No, I I like them. I like them all. I like, (laughs) I like crinkly fries. I like waffle fries. I like, I don't. Okay. So I don't really like steak fries. So the thick fries that people refer to as steak fries, that's not my preference. Okay. My number one preference would be a crinkle fry. Okay. My number two preference would be a hand cut, a hand cut fry. My number three preference would be a curly fry. Mm. My number four preference would be a tater tot. Okay. See, I love tots. I love fries and tots, nachos, tacos, chips and queso. There you go.
0: It sounds like a really good meal.
1: (laughs) Real healthy. That's why I have to run. (laughs) Uh,
0: This might be my favorite episode of the podcast, you know? (laughs) French fries. So I, I have a weakness for pizza. I love pizza. Um, I do too. It's uh, yeah. And uh, in marrying into an, a very Italian family that eats pizza regularly hasn't necessarily been good for me. But um, yeah, there's a, a local pizza place. Um, <clears> have <throat> gotten to know the owner um, pretty well just because we go we go there quite often. Just a mom and pop place. It's fantastic. Um, so I, I would rather have a mom and pop pizza shop versus, you know, a chain pizza or whatever. Um, so,
1: so talking about pizza and I, I'm on this, I'm on this Dave Portnoy pizza thing. I'm just on this. We went, Mandy and I went to New York city for Christmas Yeah. and I hit up as many of the one bite app pizza places in New York city, obviously a great place for pizza. Um, and I do like pizza. I, I I don't want to sell out pizza because I do really like pizza, but those other things, French fries are my favorite, and nachos. But do you, have you been to any of the pizza places in Morgantown?
0: Uh a, a couple of them, yeah. Um, so when when I was working there, I remember when he he came and did sort of his bit about the different. Yeah, he's
1: done four. I'm looking at him right now on his app.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. I'm so, like, I mean, for me, it's, like, really hard to screw up pizza. I I mean, you know, and this is coming from a guy who's like, you know what, I'm, like, cool with, like, a DiGiorno. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because that that does the trick when it needs to. Yeah. Uh, You know, but, I, I mean, like, a Pizza Hut or a Papa John's or dominoes or whatever they're fine they're not like my first choice you know I would rather have like the local mom and pop guy um you know just because I feel like there's like extra love in their pizza or something like I don't Mm -hmm. know but um so when we went to Florida uh last April no joke for dinner every time we were there I had shrimp tacos or fish tacos Uh yeah um So that that's pretty high on the list for me of like go to, um, you know, sort of things, but I don't know. I'm like you, Aaron, I, there's not much I don't like. Um, I love a good steak though too, man. Yeah. Uh, You know,
1: I went to, um, so I was recruiting um, in Orlando a couple of weeks ago and some really good friends of mine. um, We went to Charlie's Steakhouse On international drive, and I tell you what, that that was free advertising here for Charlie's Steakhouse. But that was an amazing. It was like twenty-one day aged, blah blah blah. This is the greatest (laughs) cow ever. I don't know. It was like royal cow. It was (laughs) it was really really tasty. I did I did enjoy that.
0: No steak fries.
1: No, no, no. I don't do steak fries. I don't like steak fries. But do uh, you know what I don't like? Go ahead. Mustard. Really? No mustard. Wow. Ooh, do not like it. Okay. Not my favorite. Nope. Other than that, ooh, sauerkraut. Don't really like sauerkraut.
0: Oh, man. I, I mean, I don't typically eat hot dogs very often. Uh, but if I did... it would would have to be with like it would have to be with mustard slaw slaw and chili okay
1: i love that yes slaw and some chili but no i don't like ketchup really either i don't mind ketchup but i don't i'm un-american i guess
0: (laughs) if um so we'll make a i don't call it a hard pivot if you had to pick a place for vacation. So beach, uh mountains, amusement park, you know, whatever. Cruise. What would you pick for vacation? Liverpool. Of course. I knew, I knew your- <laughs> <laughs> um gosh, you know what?
1: I, I enjoy them all, to be honest. Never been on a cruise, so I can't say cruise. Um, but I've been all the other places and I enjoy them all. I I think I just, I I just like the opportunity to relax and, and be with the family. And, you know, that's really it. I mean, I've been to the mountains, been to the beach, um, been to the Caribbean, been to Costa Rica, been to big cities. Um, Gosh, you know, I, I think, that i've I've been fortunate enough and blessed enough to be able to travel to do those things um i think it's just like who you're with and and what your expectations are for the for the time i mean
0: yeah
1: i, I enjoy them all uh,
0: so I, I i'm a beach we're beach family um but uh similar i just like sometimes going places I've never been before. And every once in a while, I think it's fun to uh, to change it up and do something you wouldn't sort of characteristically do, right? So if you go to the beach often, it might be fun to go to the cabin in the woods, you know, and just kind of do something different. Um, I will say though, so this is, you know, confession time here. I'm not a big amusement park guy. Not really my not my jam you know yeah i just i don't know i I just i don't know i don't know if it's like too many people i don't know what it is I, i don't i don't know it's just not my thing hey aaron we have a new sponsor in 2020 yeah what is that uh, it's manscaped, and uh, have you ever been to the beach or ever been out somewhere and noticed the uh, the guy that's wearing literally like a a rug? You know, hasn't really taken yeah. care of himself. No. Oh yeah, uh, it's pretty nasty, right? No, one wants oh, to oh yeah, that. no, no. So, uh, manscaped has created a redesigned electric trimmer, and you and I actually both got these in the mail, and they're lawnmower 2.0. As proprietary skin safe technology so you won't nick yourself uh, while you're trying to clean up those body hairs that are just a nuisance uh manscaping accidents will finally be a thing of the past so i think you and i can both give a high five for that absolutely uh, yeah you don't want to use the same trimmer that you use on your face for other parts of your body right that's kind of gross yeah no i don't want to do that So you can use our promo code, OTTL, at manscaped.com to get 20% off plus free shipping. So that's OTTL at manscaped.com. You always want to use the right tools for the job, uh, your body, and below the belt. Well, certainly thank you. So that's OTTL at checkout at manscaped.com. And you'll get free shipping and 20% off today.